Hello, welcome to the Freedom Podcast. I'm excited to be here today with Beverly and to talk to you about the art of leadership. It's a new book we've got out and a new uh, course, and so we're going to be telling you a little bit about that, but we're excited that you've tuned in. We're looking forward to a great time together. I have to tell you, one of the most exciting aspects of what we're doing right now is training leaders. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's a whole nother uh, level of well, expectation from the Lord and being led by the Lord and walking in wisdom and walking in uh, the multitude of counsel. I love that. I mean, love it. You've always been so good at that. Just you always bounce ideas off of everybody and everybody comes to the table. It's exciting. Well, you know, I think one of the most important things Jesus did was raise up leaders, right? Exactly he raised right. up 12 disciples and uh, change the world and get sowing his life into them. And so we know and realize everybody's leading in some area. You may be leading a family. You may be leading a business. You may be leading something at school. Mm -hmm. You may be leading a team, uh, maybe leading in a church or ministry. But wherever you're at, the, the godly principles of leadership are in the Scripture. And now uh, Beverly and I have been part of leading, I guess, almost 40 years now. <laughs> and so we, we felt it was time to... Uh, get some of this information out. So we have a full course available and a book, The Art of Leadership. We have The Theology of Leadership and The Art of Leadership. So you can find those resources available at lifeoffreedom.site. That's lifeoffreedom.site. If you're watching this, obviously there's a link. If you're just listening, that's lifeoffreedom.site. And you can find more about uh, obtaining these uh, materials, and hopefully it'll be a big blessing to you. Beverly, we'd love it when you uh, release a poem to us to get us started for the podcast. And by the way, uh, we've been in lots of projects uh, lately, but uh, we're about to have these books available to you that Bev reads from, so it'll also be at lifeoffreedom.site. But Beverly, what you got for us today? I went with Dream Fever because I've been dream having fever. some really big dreams this week, and I, I just thought this one was appropriate. Dream fever, time suspended, restless, moving, shifting, dreamless as childhood's passing, weightless, simple, and seamless, astral travelers shadowless as youth's dreams, star diamonds, liquid silver falling from sky high, living hum of deep silence, every nerve attenuated, mortality held by living heart, sharp focus, portent bright, scorching clarity, exaggerated essence, constellations crystallize, bright midday heat, blistering light create, joy-flown dream fever. Don't you love how a little soundtrack popped right up yeah, for me? Yeah, a little phone ring in the background. <laughs> I beg your pardon, that's my soundtrack. It happened right <laughs> on cue. Are you kidding me? It was perfect. Dream fever. It was, it I was believe we it can make it through the night. It was orchestrated, for goodness sake. Isn't there sake. a song, dream, that's Dream Weaver, not dream, dream Fever. Dream Weaver. But hey, it still worked for me. So I, I thought this was really, I especially like that last line, joy flown, dream fever. I like dream fever when we're talking about leadership because, you know, it begins in the heart a dream it does. to lead a family, lead a ministry, lead a business. Uh, uh, you know, you have to believe it was in Jesus heart to lead 12 disciples. And so thank you for that very powerful poem and the background. Uh, right. Could that have been 
any more coordinated. This this episode sponsored by Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> Would to God from your mouth to God's ears that it was sponsored by Verizon. When we have arrived there, we will let you know. This uh, course on leadership, uh, the art of leadership, is based on four uh, principles. It's the character of a leader, the communication skills of a leader, resolving conflict as a leader the commitment of a leader. And these are four things that we address scripturally, uh, biblically, of course, and also uh, with our own personal stories of how we've experienced it. And so uh, we hope this can be a blessing to you. Uh, It's especially designed for those who are answering a call of God to move into a deeper level of leadership. And uh, so we're excited to make this available to you today, and we're going to talk just a little bit about it. Uh, We talk about the process it takes to become a leader and the intangibles God develops in us to empower us to sustain the call over the long haul. (laughs) And so we'll have some concepts that we want to talk to you about that. Bev, you got any starting points for us? Well, first of all, I really love how the flow of this because it's all about stories. I've said this on this podcast before and I will say it again. I'm a huge believer in the hero's journey and for me that's what all of these books represent. Someone had a little tiny seed of an idea and they developed it and once it was developed they began to lead and once they began to lead others began to follow them and their destinies all became intertwined together and all of these core values that's exactly what you're talking about when we talk about character communication conflict and commitment these are core values that leaders have to have and so for us I think um As you said, we've been at this for a hot minute now, and we've learned a few things. And I think that by the sheer virtue that people do follow us, we are leaders, and we are leaders of men, and we are leaders of leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is a pivotal time for this word to be going forward, but it's the stories behind all of these core values that just they still are so relevant and so timely and really make such a valid point of what it is that you're supposed to be doing as you're developing character, as you're communicating, as you are really putting your commitment into whatever vision you're a part of. These are the things that make leaders. I guess one of the, uh, the stories I tell in the book and one of the most impactful stories, I'll never forget, I had the opportunity to uh, spend a lot of time with a gentleman named Rex Humbard. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and Rex, Rex. and Maude Amy Humbard. They were giants in the faith. They were the first uh, preachers, teachers to be on television. Uh, and they were I mean, visionaries from the moment that they stepped on that platform, they saw the whole realm of the kingdom differently than the way that the church model had been built. They understood the love of God. They understood the grace of God. They were actually Elvis Presley's pastors. They certainly Uh, certainly were. they did crusades around the world, uh, especially in Central and South America, hundreds of thousands of people in stadiums. Of course, a daily broadcast reaching or a weekly broadcast reaching millions of people uh, used uh, entertainment. Their families were their whole family their were whole singers, family. musicians. They were involved in every aspect of the ministry. Uh, um, Cathedral of Tomorrow was the name of their uh, church. Yes. What a cool title of a church, right? So Cathedral cool. of Tomorrow. So you see all the if you want to. Do a quick study. You could see all the great 
powerful exploits this man and woman of God did around the world. But what impacted me the most, he was toward the end of his life uh, when I got to meet him. I probably knew him a decade before he went on to be with the Lord. So he's, you know, mid-70s now, been all over the world preaching the gospel, uh, birthed and led major ministry impacts uh, locally and globally. Uh, first on television, first and radio, first uh, musicals, first everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I know all of that, right? And so we were in a meeting in California with Pastor Benny Hinn. We'd, uh, Pastor Benny had just preached at the, um, uh, what's the big bowl there? Uh, Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Preached a East, we preached an Easter sunrise service. And I'll never forget... Uh, Rex Humbard's son, Rex Jr. So Rex is now mid-70s, done all these great exploits around the world. So Rex Jr. and I were riding in a car, and then Pastor Benny and Rex were in a car ahead of us, and we were following them to go get a bite to eat. And I just happened to ask ask Rex Jr. I said, you know, your dad's just, what's it like, right? I mean, to have been the son of this man, right? I mean, who's just absolutely impacted impacted the world. Millions of people's lives, absolutely. He said, Kent, he said, I'm going to tell you what I, in a, in a nutshell, he said, my dad's 75, 76 years old. He said, uh, I'm 56 at the time. I forget what Rex Jr. was. He said, in all my dad's life, I have never heard him ever privately or publicly speak evil against any human being ever. And I thought, what a powerful testimony. Not, you know, I, you know, you would think, oh, my dad reached a billion souls or whatever it was. He said, my greatest testimony is that I've seen my dad live such a godly life to not even as much as speak evil against any other human being as long as he's lived in life and ministry. Well, he had such a gift of loving. He did. I mean, he truly understood the power of the love of God. And such a powerful communicator as well. But that character is yeah. what touched me is to, to, to know that there was a place that the Lord could could put you in that allowed you to have a character that would not only affect you know, the people that you minister to, but even your own family. And we realize how important character is in leadership because it's often been said, you know, gifts can take you to a place, but only character can sustain you. And it's like the Lord, if we realize this, is very painstaking in establishing character in us uh, so that we can lead. And so I want to encourage someone today that, uh, you know, the only way I know that the Lord builds character in us is by allowing us either to go through intense times of waiting. I know a lot of characters been being built in patience because the Bible says, let patience have its perfect right. work building in you character or trials that you actually have to go through and overcome that builds a strong character in you. I've often thought about Moses and we write about this in, in the book and we teach on the course. Can you imagine Moses knew he was a deliverer? I mean, he knew he was called to deliver, uh, people of Israel out of Egypt. He saw two Israelites being mistreated one day uh, by the Egyptians and actually killed these Egyptians to save the Israelites. And what did God do? He sent him to the backside of the wilderness and left him there, left him there 40 years in preparation to build the character that he would need uh, to do what God had called him to do. And I've, I was asking the Lord about this one time and I was like, Lord, how does that work? You know, that, that process and the Lord 
spoke to me that he had to establish the character of capacity in Moses because Moses' mentality was to take one Israelite out at a time. God's mentality was to take them all out in one day. And so God built in Moses the capacity to be able to live at the level or capacity that God wanted to do something in his life. So I want to encourage somebody, maybe you seem like you've been waiting an extremely long time for a dream to be fulfilled. Maybe it could be that the dream's so much bigger and so much better than what you thought it was that God's had to allow you to wait for it. Well, and there's wisdom in waiting. And I think that that's the whole experience with Holy Spirit. You have to understand that you are being prepared in Every circumstance, regardless of how long a time it is, if if a day with God is a thousand years, which we really don't even, I mean, God is out of time. We have time. But think about it. I mean, e- even for us, the prophecies that we've had over the years, you know, we were just so like, oh, my gosh, we're in this and this is going to happen right now. We are just now seeing the fulfillment of many of the prophetic words that were given to us when we were first called into ministry. Absolutely. For example, Pastor Benny, that was one of the things that he said to you. He said you would deliver those yes. who were wounded. Wounded lambs would come our way and we would deliver them from the oppressor and see them strengthen yes. and see them grow. and and really, we're living that now, we uh, living and that 40 now. years later. But you served very faithfully for 10 years, did not preach that often, were a part of a, a great crusade ministry, prayed for thousands of people, but still under Pastor Benny's covering. And so there was a season of waiting. And um, what I love about the whole uh, 39 years that the Israelites were in the the, the wilderness, God blessed them with every single thing that they needed. He did. That, that wasn't even the promised land yet. And said so there will be provision if you're waiting. And there's di- and, and the Lord's really spoken to us about discipline because I had the wrong understanding of discipline. Uh, and the Lord does discipline those he loves, according he to does. Hebrews 12, to prepare us with great character. And that discipline is, I, I remember the years ago, the Lord said, I'm putting my hand upon you for discipline. And I'm like, Lord, well, tell me what it is so I can repent for it. And the Lord spoke to me that discipline is not for something you've done. Discipline's for something you're going to do. It's training. It's preparation. And so when you go to the gym on a daily basis or you do something regularly in preparation for something, it's a discipline. And when you learn something in school, right, there's disciplines. Yes, there is. And so I think we've got to learn to love the Lord's discipline because the Lord is preparing us in character so that we can lead. When I think back 40 years ago and all the things that Beverly and I have gone through, the blessings and the trials, They were all preparation for the next season, for the next step, so that we could have the character and the endurance and the and the integrity to continue to to go through what God was calling us to walk through to lead effectively. Well, we are here and we're products of that because honestly, I think in all of the uh, experiences that we've had, we first of all we had to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a true way to present the good news of the gospel. And the model that we had been demonstrated, we just believed that there was a different way of doing it. And Kent, you have to understand this about him. He is a heat-seeking missile for someone who is broken, wounded, hurt, and 
he literally, anything that he has in his hands that he can do to help to overcome that, he wants you to have the benefit of that. And so that was one of the biggest lessons for us as our character was being developed, how to communicate and the commitment that comes with that and standing by people and standing in the gap as intercessors. And it's really been an ongoing learning curve. It's just, as you said, there are disciplines to learning. And then once you've learned it, then you go on and you teach. And I believe that's where we find ourselves today. We believe this is a message that needs to be taught. We, uh, uh, in the book, we talk about profits in training. We call it the pit, P-I-T, profits in training. (laughs) And we take that from the story of Joseph. You know, he had a dream. That's what Beverly mentioned earlier. He had had a dream where his brothers and his mom and dad had bowed down to him. He was placed in a place of great authority. And the next thing you know, he uh, winds up in a pit. Uh, Then he goes to Potiphar's house and he's tried there. Then he's in prison. And so we see anytime God's going to use you or give you a dream to be a leader in any way, you'll go to the pit and have to endure some things to be prepared for that. Joseph could have used just a little communication skill, just a little in his terminology. Anytime that you go to your dad and say, I've dreamed that the sun and the moon and the stars all bowed down to me. (laughs) (laughs) You can see trouble brewing on the horizon because in that culture, they were the sun, the moon, and the stars. And the children were the stars. He was the sun. The mom was the moon. So essentially what he was saying, hey, I've seen you bow down to me. Well, that wasn't going to set well in any culture. Not then nor now. Absolutely. <laughs> and what a powerful story the way that ends. I mean, he literally saved his entire family and an entire nation because of his obedience. I just really feel there's an anointing. God's calling leaders. He is. God, the, our, our nation, other nations of the world, God is asking people to step up and begin to lead, to lead their families, lead in education, lead in business, lead in church. I really feel like there's a clarion call right now for people to take places of leadership. And we really feel like uh, part of our mandate is to help raise you up and to strengthen and encourage you uh, as leaders. Another quick principle we talk about, and we're just going through some of these pretty quickly, but we talk about the fulcrum principle. And it's a pretty cool thing. I don't know if we have an ink pen anywhere. I don't know if I've got one close by, but a fulcrum principle is when leaders begin to feel pressure. And, you know, uh, Beverly, a lot of people right now through COVID and through the pandemic, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of pressure on leaders uh, to navigate a lot of chaotic times uh, and financial pressures and relational pressures and political pressures. And so uh, just pressure, just pressure. There's so much pressure that people live under for goodness sake, especially for leaders, especially. And so in the book, we talk about the fulcrum principle that I learned uh, and it's basically how to manage and how to uh, handle pressure. And so, it, lo- it looks like this, if I understand the principle right. So a fulcrum is basically something that stays in complete balance, right? And so uh, the fulcrum principle is any anything like this on a fulcrum causes it to be in complete balance. And so That's wouldn't right. it be great if this is what our life looked like? If you're listening, not watching, I've got my index finger out with a pen laying on it and perfect balance. 
And so wouldn't it be great if life was just always perfectly balanced, right? Wouldn't it? With family, finance, ministry, work, job, career. But we know that that's not true, right? Because certain times there are certain pressures in different levels. And so, for example, all of a sudden you're living your life and all of a sudden you may feel a family pressure or financial pressure. And so you'll start feeling that pressure. And so I'm now bending this pen on my index finger, putting pressure on it, and you can see you you come out of balance. Well, the natural thing to, for us to do is to run away from pressure, right? But the fulcrum principle teaches us that if you want to stay in balance, don't run from pressure, run to pressure. And so wherever you're feeling the pressure at that season in your life, that's where you should give your energies to, not run away from. And a lot of times as leaders, we want to draw away from pressures, you know, because it's painful. But most of the time, it's God calling us to run to the pressures. And as we do, it puts us in perfect balance. And this fulcrum principle has allowed us to navigate a lot of life situations and to come through successfully and continue to lead for the glory of God. That was so good. <laughs> I hope you really heard all of that because it's the truth. And we do have a tendency as human beings to want to not feel pain and not to experience it. But if you do embrace it and run to the pain, then it is resolved much more quickly than if you run away because that increases the problem that already existed and then adds other problems to it. And so that was really a great word. I really enjoyed that. Well, we've got a lot to talk about in the book. We don't have time today to tell you all about it, but we wanted to make sure and make it available to you. Uh, and it's the art of leadership. It also has a video uh, series that you can get or a course that you can go through. Our heart is just to help raise up leaders or strengthen those who are leading. It's a quick read. It's a small book. It's only, it's my favorite kind of book. It's 68 pages, I believe. And we talk about four powerful truths in the art of leadership, which are character of a leader, communication skills of a leader, resolving conflict as a leader, and the commitment of a leader. You can get your copy today at lifeoffreedom.site. That's lifeoffreedom.site. It's great. It's a good book. We hope to get it into your hands, and uh, hopefully God will use it to bless you and encourage you in your leadership in this season, whether you're leading a family, leading your home, leading a team, leading in school, leading church, leading in business. God is raising up leaders. Bev, you want to take just a minute and pray for those listed today and pray for leaders? Father, I thank you right now. There is so much going on in the world and in the atmosphere, and we understand that darkness is covering the earth. So I ask you for a, really a very specific protection for the leadership, Father God, in the church realm and as the kingdom is advancing and all of the fivefold ministry, Father, those who are leading and those who are in business who are leading, Father, I'm asking you, pour your spirit out, Lord. I pray a hedge of protection, a mm. wall of fire. Lord God, be encamped around them. Let your feathers hide them from the enemy. Father, Lord, let a 
thousand fall at the left and ten thousand fall to the right of every demonic strategy that has been put into the atmosphere, especially for men and women of God who know that they have been called by name, just as we know that we are called to deliver wounded lambs, Almighty God. I ask you right now that you cover them, cover us with your presence. And I ask you, Father, that even as we put on the whole armor of God, we literally lift up the shield of faith over our brothers and sisters in Christ. And Father, especially for those in the past few days, we've we've had really some very hard things. And I'm asking you specifically, Lord, to continue to give us wisdom and to continue to teach us to lead and to guide and to have an answer and to help in conflict resolution and to be anointed by the Holy Spirit of the living God. I'm, I'm asking for ourselves and for all of those who are following you, who are called to lead men and women, Father God, to advance the kingdom. And so I lay that at the altar today. I ask that that petition is brought before the throne room of God today. Lord Jesus, you are our paraclete. Lord God Almighty, you have put him in position that he is advocating for those of us here on earth. And I ask you that all of those leadership skills that we need, that you continue to impart them to us moment by moment by your grace, Father God. And I ask you that the spirit of wisdom begins to abide richly in each and every one of us. Lord, let our words be full of grace and our hearts full of mercy and let your love be shed abroad through us. And I ask these things in Jesus' mighty, holy name. Amen. Amen. We agree with that. And Lord, we thank you for answering that prayer in Jesus' name. Great prayer, Beverly. Thank you. He always just shows right up. It's just, thank you, Lord. Pray many are encouraged. Yes, Yes. amen. I pray many are encouraged today by these thoughts on leadership. If you can get this material at thelifeoffreedom.site, that's lifeoffreedom.site. We want to encourage you in your leadership. Hopefully many are going to step into places of leadership in this season or be strengthened in your current place of leadership. And we bless you as you lead with godly leadership in this season that we're living in here on the earth. We bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in with us today. Until next time, continue to live the life of freedom and lead on in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed.